0: Come to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Hump Day to you here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. Plenty to talk about NBA Draft Lottery. We don't have to play the game anymore, Trevor. We've got the real thing happened last night, a bit not as many fireworks as I was hoping, as it was virtually chalk for the most part. Uh, and our, our little game, Trevor, did pretty well for the most part in terms of predicting the order. It got the first two right uh, that we did yesterday. It had Minnesota going number one. That happened. It had Los Angeles going number two. That happened. And then it kind of got – it had New York going number four, which happened. So it, not bad for, for our final prediction.
0: And I stand corrected. I was determined that the Knicks would get the number one pick, and I underestimated the fact that the NBA wanted the Lakers to be better before the Knicks. Of course, you I don't, bl- I, bl- I blame Isaiah. The the fact they brought Isaiah back into the organization in any way is why they were punished with the fourth pick. It's all Isaiah's fault.
1: You don't really believe in conspiracy, do you?
0: Uh I do a little bit. Yes, I do have a little bit of conspiracy when it comes to the NBA. That's it's. Silly? Stupid? It's silly, yeah. Ridiculous. I'm trying to think the right
1: word. I'm trying to think the right word without being rude, but yeah, it's, it's really silly to actually believe in a conspiracy.
0: I, you know, normally I would agree with you, but when it comes to the NBA, I, sometimes, I don't know, something about it, there's always something that it does, never feels right. It always sometimes seems too fixed.
1: Are you cons- do you believe in other conspiracies? Are you a 9-11 truther and all that?
0: Nope, nope. I don't believe in aliens either, or ghosts.
1: You don't believe in aliens or ghosts? No. I believe in I, I believe in probably both. To be honest with you, I think I think Yates and I one time had a pretty long uh, discussion about aliens and ghosts on the air one time. Uh, but so you're not a so you don't you only believe in conspiracies when it when it's regarding the NBA.
0: It seems that way. Yes, I don't know why, but yes, it does.
1: Oh, that's silly, Trevor. I mean, the Knicks have been bad for a while now, or at least not really threatening to win an NBA
0: championship. They were the think, number two seed in the playoffs just, what, three years ago?
1: And, and and that was, what, the only year that they were a high seed in the NBA playoffs in, in recent memory?
0: Since early 2000s, probably, yes. And so
1: the NBA has done just fine. It's more popular than ever. And the Knicks haven't been a part of that, so they, they didn't need to get the number one pick. They didn't get the number one pick, uh, and Los Angeles didn't either. It ended up being Minnesota, which you had said time after time that
0: Minnesota would not end up with the number one pick. Sure enough, they do. That's correct, Cindy Lopri. I did say that time after time, but I, I didn't. They still gave the Lakers the second pick, and the second in this draft where, where it's almost a one A one B with the one and second first and second pick. Getting the second pick is as good as getting the first pick in this draft, I believe. Because either way, you're going to get Towns or Okafor. You want to get one of those two guys. No disrespect to uh, D'Angelo Russell, who will probably go to Philadelphia, or Emmanuel Moudier might be a Nick. You wanted wanted one of the top two picks. Having one of the top two picks was almost like having the first pick either way, as long as you had one of the top two picks.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with that. Uh, There is a difference, obviously, in Towns and Okafor. uh, Every major gambling website, majority of mock drafts, they all have – Carl Towns going Carl Anthony Towns going number one. But the interesting thing about this draft lottery last night is if you believed all the rumblings around uh, NBA, M- NBA teams and general managers and this and that, that Minnesota was the only team and that that had a legit chance of winning the lottery that really was maybe higher on Julia Locafor than they were on Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, again, those are rumblings. That's not any firsthand information for me directly. But that's what that's what the scuttlebutt was, was that the Timberwolves were higher on Okafor, where every other team, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Knicks, uh, the Orlando Magic, the Kings, the Nuggets, they were all higher maybe on Karl-Anthony Towns. So it might not be clear cut and dry that, that Towns will end up in Minnesota. Uh, they, they talked to, I forget who they talked to yesterday, about, about uh, with Minnesota, I think it might have been their head coach about who they are going to, who they're going to take, and is it really just a two-man, a two-horse race between Towns and Okafor? He said, "No, that's not the case. We're gonna, we're gonna be bringing in plenty of people for the workouts. We haven't made our decision. We have no idea." Which is what you expect them to say. Uh, but I wouldn't be completely shocked to to see Towns not go number one. What say you, Trevor?
0: I wouldn't be shocked if Towns went number two. It's it's they they can say they're not It's not a two man race, but we all know. I mean, that was obviously just you know just PR fluff that they're going to throw out there like you would normally get. They're taking one of the two guys now. If they take Okafor over Towns, I wouldn't be shocked. In fact, I believe I think when I when we did our mock draft, I said Minnesota wanted. I would have gone with Okafur for them. I I would go with Okafor anyway. I always lean towards a little bit more the traditional big man. I like Carl Towns. I think Carl Towns will be a has an excellent future, but. I don't know. I just, much, there's, there's, you know, there's always that feeling. You can't put your finger on why you want to pick something, but you do. And maybe it's the uh, inner hatred of Kentucky that's just somewhere in my, in my gut that I won't let released. But I would go Oka for number one in Towns 2. And if Towns goes two, you might see a lot more Lakers shirts around this area.
1: The Towns goes to, well, here's the interesting predicament that Kentucky fans find themselves in. Obviously, they love bragging and having a number one pick, and that's understandable. Any fan base would. But now you've got a real dilemma. One, it's Minnesota. And that was the only team I did not want to win. Do, they, do, we,
0: do you remember Zach Levine getting drafted by them last year where he pretended like he wasn't disappointed, but you could tell by he was caught on video basically saying, oh, crap, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and that's probably a lot of people's reactions when they're found out they're going to go have to, have to live and start playing in Minnesota. They were in—honestly, I this might be an unpopular opinion. I, I like watching Julia Lokapour play. He's fun to watch. He's an exciting player. I, I can't wait to watch him in the NBA. Uh, I'm of the notion that I like good basketball players, so I don't really—that's uh, why I like so many NBA teams is because they are all filled with good basketball players. It's not a really hard logic to understand. So I was kind of disappointed that Minnesota finished in the top two regardless because I don't really like to see players I want to watch or good players end up there. Not because I have some sort of hate for the state of Minnesota. Uh, I am a Green Bay fan, but I I have nothing against Minnesota. The only reason I didn't want the Timberwolves to end up in the first two is because they are never on TV, Trevor. If Carl Anthony Towns goes there, you— the average NBA fan will never see him again.
0: Well, maybe you'll have to get the uh, direct TV the, the uh, package deal for the NBA, like the I have le- the league pass. League pass, yes. I was getting confused on which sport I was talking about. And they've got little
1: clutter nicknames for all of them, yeah. so I, I, I can full, understand.
0: Full ice, uh, direct take. I mean, season pass, whatever. Yeah, you the league pass, so to speak.
1: Uh, I. I just don't want any good player to go to Minnesota, and especially not Carl Anthony Towns, who's a fun guy to watch uh, on and off the court. You'll never hear of him again. The, the Timberwolves, would have, they're going to have the top three picks in the last three drafts, 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, after this NBA draft comes up, which is insane. They've got a, good, a lot of good young talent. And, and Trevor, I, I think you just don't want Carl Anthony Towns to go number one because you don't want Gorgie to have to ride the pine.
0: Uh, either way, who they take, Gorgie's going to be riding the pine. He's going to become the backup. I would say, originally when, they made, when I saw them get number one, I thought, okay, that means Gorgie's probably out of town. But with the contract and the money made between him and Pekovic, more than likely, someone's going to get a good deal for Pekovic for probably cheap. He's a solid basketball player. He just can't stay healthy. Gorgie's going to end up coming off the bench, which, you know, I, 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 I want to see Gorgie succeed. I do. But from what I, I mean, he's probably better off as more as, as a backup center.
1: It'll be interesting. You know, you could. Here's the thing: if the Lakers get Okafor, you got to wonder what that means for Julius Randall. Move to the power forward. Who? Julius Randall moves
0: to the power well, he forward. He is a power forward. I mean, he yeah.
1: is. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine Okafor playing more four in the NBA. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's just not a good defender. I, I think you're going to need to try to hide him. And you, I guess you could maybe do that with him playing the five position. But if you, if you had a... If you were building a front line, a futuristic front line for the Lakers, and you had Okafor and Randall, and again, no disrespect to Julius Randall, he's a fan favorite for UK fans. Defensively, that is an awful, awful front line. Julius Randall and Julia Okafor are not known for their defense.
0: Yeah, but if you're the Lakers, you you've just got to take the best player available with the best potential. I mean, you oh, have on. you have no I, talent I, on your. No. You have Kobe, who's ten years past anything worth having, and you're and other than. Than Randall, which I mean, honestly, I mean, I think I like Randall. I think he can be a solid NBA player, but we don't know yet. I mean, we haven't even seen it. He missed the entire year because of injury, basically. So we still have question marks. And then the question mark is also can he come back, you know, after after the knee injury to, to come back 100% this season? Sometimes that takes a two year process to be back to the 100% level. Outside of that, you have nothing. I mean, what Jordan Hill? I mean, what, what what's Nick Young? Whatever his nickname is, which. He's maybe the player I despise more than anybody in the NBA other than Kobe Bryant. I mean, the Lakers are a dumpster fire.
1: Yeah, they've got, they've got a lot of things to figure it out. But, I mean, I'm sure they're going to hit the free agent market. And uh, the rumor, you know, the talk is that Rajon Rondo looks like he could be heading to Los Angeles. What if it was a, a, a Rajon Rondo, Julius Randle, and Carl Anthony Towns all in L.A. with Kobe? <laughs> well, now that, if you're a UK fan, that's got to that's got to kind of that's got to get you a little bit excited. That, gotta,
0: does, are, that, you, are you already saying the Laker, uh, calipari to the Laker rumors are already opening up?
1: Because no. they don't like
0: Byron Scott very much in there, which blows my mind. Because I love Byron Scott as a coach, but they're not uh, too fond of him at this moment.
1: Let's call up uh, Rex Chapman see what he thinks of it. That's
0: right. Rex is about to get the Twitter account back going, people.
1: He's about to—he's about to break. We have some breaking news, and finally, be vindicated for uh, all—all the—all the guff that he took over a year ago. Captain Arctic says that he loves NBA League Pass; it's addictive. I've heard the same thing, and I probably need to get it, especially with all these UK players playing on teams that don't get a lot of NBA coverage. Uh, speaking of the NBA, we're going to talk more about the lottery and where some other UK guys could end up. Did you hear today, Trevor, that the NBA? We'll be heading back to Louisville and Lexington for some preseason games.
0: I did see that. Uh, it kind of broke right after we went off the air. Of course, leave it to everything to come out when we go off the air, but I didn't happen to notice that that it would be the Heat and the Pelicans, correct? Heat and
1: Pelicans not playing each other, though, and that was the matchup. Oh, is that what it was? So okay. That was the matchup we saw this past year, uh, which looked really exciting when they announced that about a year ago. Uh, around this time because you had LeBron James, you had Anthony Davis, Darius Miller, Russ Smith would end up getting drafted uh, into the Pelicans organization. So that looked really exciting at the time. And then, of course, LeBron James leaves and uh, this and that. But it still was a fun media opportunity. Darius Miller obviously now playing overseas. Uh, But the Heat will be playing in Louisville, and then the Pelicans will be playing in Lexington and who they will be going against. Uh, who knows at this point? Hopefully they, they make some sexier matchups than just the Heat. Uh, the Pelicans fun for UK fans with Anthony Davis, but uh, it's still you know the eight seed in the West. You'd like to maybe have you'd like to maybe have a, a, another appealing team, but I'm all for it. Bring the NBA to to Louisville and, and to the Commonwealth as much as possible. It, it can't necessarily hurt. The state's bid for an NBA team, or at least how attractive it looks. They they sold out uh, the Yum Center last year. I think they had close to twenty thousand, or around that number, in Rupp Arena when they had an NBA game there not that long ago. So I'm all for all these preseason games. Now I'm a I'm a dreamer, Trevor. I don't know if you know that about me, and an eternal optimist. But I I I become more pessimistic at the idea that the nba is ever actually going to end up at louisville uh, i still hope it does i used to be all on board thinking it was going to happen now i'm not so sure you look at this and you look at it as a positive sign and like i just said it it can't hurt but i also think maybe it's just the nba nba's way of uh using the the the, the optimistic people of the Commonwealth into selling out a preseason game just so they can say, look, we're selling out preseason games. That's how much people love the NBA uh, and, and really toying
0: with our emotions. Well, I'm sure Louisville's not the only city that, that they're going to throw exhibition games in that are going to have good crowds as well that don't have prob- I don't want to say any hope of getting an NBA team but aren't going to get an NBA team anytime soon. I'm with you. I want to be optimistic, but I, I just don't see it coming. I just I can't especially with now Seattle probably basically next in line to get a franchise. There's, we're, they're not going to trump Seattle. And I thought well, Louisville really dropped – I don't want to say dropped the ball, but their best chance was when Memphis got the Grizzlies. That that was when Louisville should have bucked up and stepped up and said, listen, no, we want this team. That was their best chance, I thought, of getting a franchise was when Memphis basically trumped us for a franchise. And that's why it also makes me feel bitter watching the Grizzlies play well because I always think it could have been us. It could have been – the Kentucky Grizzlies, or the Louisville Grizzlies, or change the name been, to the Colonels, or whatever. It would have been, been the Colonels, and
1: yeah, you know that was. Uh, when did all that happen? Maybe around two thousand one, two thousand two, in that ballpark.
0: I cannot remember exactly when Memphis moved. I'll have to tell you here in a second.
1: It was a, It was around that time, and I, you know, I, again, that was when I was 10, 11 years old. So I, I wasn't the
0: bright two thousand one. Yes, you're correct.
1: Good looking genius that I am right now. But I, I, I did, you know, I did watch TV back then when I wasn't too busy watching cartoons. And I remember they had a press conference in Louisville. Uh, they they brought in some Grizzly back in when they were in Vancouver, some representatives of the team, maybe the owner. I don't remember exactly who it was. They even held a press conference here. They were talking about the new, new building, a new arena, and what it consists of, and this and that. And then I just don't. I don't remember what went wrong, and, and even to this day, I still don't know what exactly went wrong. Like you said, Trevor, it seemed like it just slipped right through our fingers uh, for the city to be able to have an NBA team.
0: Well, we were about ten years—or not ten years, but just under ten years—late of getting a new stadium. They weren't going to move it into Freedom Hall. That was the one thing Memphis had over, since they had the FedEx Arena. They had just been—I think just finished building that, or just—it was relatively new. They'd moved out of the Pyramid. They were moving into FedEx, the stadium that they're still in now, currently. And we didn't have that. I mean, now we have the Yum Center. Yes, now we have the Yum Center. But, you know, you're comparing what the Yum Center was built in, what, 2008? I mean, opposed to this is a move in 2001. It, they were, we were a little behind on that times. The only positive I can always tell myself is that I, while I say I don't think we'll ever get an NBA team here, I also used to say I never thought marijuana would be legal. And that's, now it's starting to come around throughout the country. So maybe that'll be a positive note that, uh, that maybe we will, an NBA team will eventually arrive in Louisville.
1: That would, uh, I I would love nothing more. I, I mean, Trevor, you 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 hear me, and even off the air, we've talked, you, and I and I go to all the games. You see how excited I am for the Louisville City FC matches yes. and, and soccer. And there are, I guess you'd say I'm an average soccer fan, maybe even a below average soccer fan. I, I'm. Really, the only soccer I watch is USA, and when Louisville plays, I don't really like to watch the English Premier League or Champions League or anything like that. But I love going to those games; they're so much fun. Finally, you have a, a, a semi-professional team in the city. If Louisville ever got an NBA team, oh my goodness! I, I mean, I, I, I would be a bigger fan of that team than any any other in the.
0: You'll uh, go in with season tickets on me, with me, right?
1: I absolutely I I I would probably buy buy a few sets of season tickets it'd be just the most fun uh thing in the world and and and, you know we've talked we've we've talked Louisville NBA a lot on this show I'm sure some other slow summer days we'll talk more of it I'd love to see it happen again I become more pessimistic just because there there are other cities that maybe seem a bit more appealing and anytime a team a franchise could potentially lose an NBA team uh, that city pulls out all the stops to make sure it doesn't happen, which rightfully should. so they should. I think Louisville's best bet is when they decide, if they decide to add Seattle, they decide to not make it an odd number and they want to round it up to 32. And maybe they decide to expand one in the west, one in the east. I think that's Louisville's only hope. Uh, even then, it doesn't seem all that optimistic. Uh, let me get to some tweets before we head to a commercial break that I missed. Uh, Captain Arctic wants to know, Julia Okafor, how is his face-up game? Yeah, it, it's not it's not great in the in, in the sense that you're thinking of a face-up game in terms of him being able to have a guy in front of him maybe make a, a shimmy move and step back and, and, and knock down a shot. But it seems like Okafor's face-up game always ends up with him going to his post-game, if that makes any sense. He'll face somebody up then put it on the floor and spin and get the guy off balance uh, and really deadly once once he's able to do that. So uh, not a great face-up game, but he's good at using his face-up game and turning it back into a post-game, uh, which uh, sounds weird. But Captain Art
0: used to the big men like the Morris twins who all have to face up and play perimeter. That's why that's why he wants a face-up guy, a big man. Uh, yeah, We're well, we going
1: to the Ox, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz line. We've got Tito on the phone. Tito, how are you?
2: Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are y'all?
1: Doing great. Thanks for calling.
2: Hey, uh, just in reference to what happened with the Grizzlies coming, the overall feeling was that the franchise really wanted to come to Louisville, that everything was there and on the table that they wanted to come. They had a major plan uh, to renovate Freedom Hall in the sense of uh, when Freedom Hall was built, it was sort of called the Madison Square Gardens of the South. So the idea was to renovate it and modernize it and bring it back to what it was. And there was, there was a plan in place, the whole nine yards. That was the city's answer to basically giving them a new arena. And then FedEx put up the money because Memphis had the pyramid and the pyramid was in talks and, you know, Memphis or the the Grizzlies franchise wasn't in love necessarily with playing in the pyramid. Uh, FedEx put up the money for the new arena, um, The overall feeling was that the Grizzlies really wanted Louisville, but uh, FedEx put up the money and wooed them away. We couldn't do that. We didn't have a good game plan in place, and hence they went to Memphis.
1: So uh, just to reiterate, uh, Tito, so Memphis, or the Grizzlies, wanted to come to Louisville, and they were okay with the idea of renovating Freedom Hall, but when FedEx put up the new money for a new arena, they really couldn't turn that down.
2: That that was the – that was what – Push them over the edge to go to Memphis.
0: Um,
2: so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that they were in love with the renovation of Freedom Hall, but I think it was going to be enough to get them here, and that's why they had taken the steps to, um, you know, have the press conferences and to really kind of start generating a buzz in Louisville. And it did generate a buzz. I mean, it, I remember I, I was probably twenty-one or twenty-two at the time, and um, I, I, I had remember thinking I'll get a second job just to pay for season tickets. And then it was just
1: sort of snatched from us. Yeah, and, and again, I, I just remember everything happening so fast. And this is, again, when I was 10 or 11, and then it was all just gone. It was gone just like that. And before you knew it, they were in Memphis. Thanks so much for the call, Tito, and and, and kind of enlightening us on that situation. Uh, we we need to head to commercial break. we're going to come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. I've got some questions for Trevor and, and maybe even some, some Louisville fans because – Ultimately, they're to blame for 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 Louisville not having an NBA team. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back.
2: My name is Shock. I like to rock, and you can't stop this. Tupac, go ahead and rock this. Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around. Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me. But now they ask me if they can kiss me. Get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high. Same song, can't go wrong if I play the nice guy. Claim and fame must have changed now that we became strong. I remain still the same, cause it's the same song.
0: You're listening to the sports talker with TJ Walker.
2: Uh later dudes, S U you in your A's, don't wear a C in jail over your Bs.
0: Presented by Alan Electric. Why would he not wear a C? I don't even know what he's talking about half the time, bro. We're back We're see the
2: sports buzz.
1: Trevor, did you see the results to the, uh, to the election for the governor-Republican primary? Uh, no. You, you didn't see anything about that on Twitter last night?
0: No, I was watching basketball, and NBA lottery.
1: I can't believe you didn't even at least see it or hear about it. Do you, have you not seen the newspaper today? Have you, even if you've been on the internet at all, you would have had to have seen something about it.
0: They don't show politics on the websites I visit, TJ.
1: Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, so Matt, Bev, Matt Bevin, Matt Bevan, who's from Louisville, uh, he won the the uh, Kentucky primary election regarding the Republicans for uh, for the governor uh, general election that which will be held in November. He won, though. Matt Bevan beat James Comer by eighty three votes.
0: Wow. Eighty-three votes, Trevor. That's pretty close. That is unbelievably close. I, I thought so my well, vote may it, have counted almost. It, it may have.
1: Uh, and uh, so Comer and Bevin obviously both finished with thirty-two point nine percent of the votes. How uh, Heiner finished third with twenty-seven percent of the votes. I mean, you had three guys within six percentage points of each other. That is. That's close. I mean, now, it, now, for unlike, for unlike,
0: unlike for president, do it actually? Does whoever gets the most votes actually win in this this type of election?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, and Will T. Scott finished with seven point two votes, so he he was the
0: odd man out. Did in you say Mexico. Will Scott? Will T. Scott? Oh, I think you said Will Scott. I might have voted for him.
1: It, it 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 is Will Scott. It's Will T. Scott.
0: Oh, okay. Any relation to the U uh, of L player?
1: I I doubt it. Okay. I, I'm not. I, I doubt <laughs> it. So. They're obviously going to do a recount. It's not really called a recount. It's called recanvass, which is a long process where they've got to get approved and do this and that and do that and that, and then eventually it could turn into a recount. Uh, and I guarantee you, and I don't know how many total votes there were. I'm I'm looking on this sheet, and I don't know if I can find it right away. Uh, but I guarantee you that if they do a recount, those numbers are going to change. And it could very easily have Matt Bevan, who won by 83 votes. It could very easily have him losing 83 votes to get wrong or to miss or to uh, to mistake over is not that many, all things considered.
0: So, so why, why might have think that there's never been a miscount in every election ever made? Then shouldn't we just always do double, oh, second, there, and triple there are
1: There are undoubtedly miscounts in every election, but the the question is, would is it that big of a discrepancy where you, you're you going to spend that much time, manpower, to recount the votes, and will it make a difference? So, you know, in Barack Obama's last two elections, you could have done a recount and came up with debatably drastic different numbers, or at least certainly different numbers. It might not have been drastic. You would have had different numbers, but in no scenario would it have had Barack Obama losing. So— they get votes wrong all the time. I mean, think about it, Trevor. There are, uh, in this election, it was probably hundreds of thousands of people who voted uh, in, a, in a general election, a primary election, uh, a, presidential, or a presidential election, rather, not a primary, excuse me, uh, millions of people that will vote. There's no doubt that they get several of these votes wrong. Uh, they maybe misread them. Maybe they count one twice accidentally. Maybe they don't count one at all. Uh, you know, it's every County in Kentucky that gets to vote. It's, uh, you know, the big cities where they'll get tens of thousands of people coming into a polling place. It's the little ones where maybe they only have a few hundred, uh, they get things wrong. So if they do a recount here with Matt Bevan and James Comer, it won't be an 83 vote difference again when they're finished doing it. And now maybe, will it be enough for James Comer to win? If so, then you better believe Matt Bevin's going to do a recount again, too. So it's going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Uh, but but it also could go the other way, where maybe Matt Bevin ends up winning by 150 votes the second time around. So
0: you're saying instead of having a winner, we could be looking at the next like two or three years of recounts?
1: Uh, it wouldn't be two or three years. but
0: Well, if, if the first guy ends up, and I forget his name because I didn't know who either of those guys are, if the guy lost by E3, turns out they did a recount, he won. So the other guy's going to say, no, I want a recount. And it turns out he won. And then the other guy's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just want a second to go on a recount. I want another recount. And it turns out he won. And it's just going to go back and forth. It's It seems silly to me. Well,
1: it, it, it probably will. <laughs> uh, and eventually somebody's going to have to... Lose. <laughs> uh, they're going to have to just uh, admit defeat and move on. Because both these guys are going to... Uh, they, they need to back each other if they want the Republicans to be the governor of Kentucky moving forward. Uh, so it, I don't think it'll go that long. Uh, supposedly, James Comer called Matt Bevin and said, if these results hold, you end up winning. I'll support you. I'll go door to door for you, this and that. Uh,
0: so Matt these are Bevin, both Republicans, by the way.
1: They're, they're, yeah, it's a Republican okay. primary. Oh, I got you. Uh, so It's showing who represents the Republicans in the governor race um, later this this fall. And Matt Bevan has kind of been, uh, maybe not so much kind of, has been associated with the Tea Party, which do you know what that is, Trevor?
0: Uh, I don't know what the hell is in the background of your mic, but I do know what the Tea Party is. So There's
1: something going on. We're good. We're all good. We're good? We're good. It was, you know, it was one of those automatic video players.
0: Uh, I, I, I thought it was a robot yeah. from Rocky.
1: They automatically play. It's annoying. It's awful.
0: But do you do you know what Tea Party is? Uh, I know of the Tea Party. I don't know uh, other than you know the Boston Tea Party, the history, historic Tea Party. But I know of the Tea Party movement. I know of it. I just don't know the details around it.
1: Yeah, it's um, they're 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 ultra conservative. Uh, I, if you're a Republican and you're you're you know I don't want to talk too much politics on on the air, but if you're a Republican and you're and you're hoping a Republican is the governor, you probably have a better chance if James James Comer represents the Republicans than Matt Bevin, uh, because of his ties to the Tea Party. Uh, but that's but that's neither here nor there. James Comer also the candidate, Trevor. I don't know if you remember this, uh, who had his college girlfriend come out and say that he abused her.
0: Did not see that.
1: And James Comer said that they're going to, you know, they're going to take some legal action because it's completely untrue. This and that. It kind of died down, where it seemed like most people believe what Comer was saying. I have no idea. I, I didn't really follow it that much. Uh, but you have to imagine a lot of people didn't know that it calmed down, that it died down. You have to imagine when you get accused of a, a, a maybe debatably abusing your girlfriend. Uh that could cost you eighty three votes
0: oh if not more, I would imagine
1: oh, I mean definitely more I'm especially when you're
0: dealing with a conservative party
1: that that could that could have debatably uh, no not so much debatably that that probably changed the outcome for him unfortunately uh, uh certainly unfortunately if it's untrue, which it seems maybe to be uh but we'll we'll see if he decides to press charges this or that um i i, I kind of like politics a little bit but i am I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners probably
0: clearly i have no uh, idea anything about them. I'm the most novice person i've never voted i've never really have intent to vote uh, i really have never really politics have never really affected me i i have enough- i have enough problems dealing with the politics that is of sports not to deal with the regular politics of life
1: yeah i just i, I find it semi interesting uh i you know I don't know all that much about it to to be honest i just uh, but i i think it's interesting because you know, it does matter to a certain extent. Uh, talking about the recount, Brun DMC says, sometimes I forget if I've had four drinks or ten. Mistakes happen, and mistakes <laughs> happen in voting, uh, just like they do in drinking. So, anyways, uh, so Kentucky was in a buzz last night, Trevor, and uh, I can't believe you didn't even, even at least see it.
0: They didn't show anything of it on ESPN during the lottery of the game. And and I apparently didn't DVR, and it didn't interrupt my DVR, my King of the Hill and Big Bang Theory reruns that I watched before I went to bed. Understandable. So we were
1: talking uh, NBA to Louisville and why that didn't happen back in 2000, 2001 when the Grizzlies moved from Vancouver, which why was there, there ever an NBA team in Vancouver to begin with? I'll never know, Trevor. They were
0: trying to go international with Toronto and Vancouver at the same time.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's, I don't know.
0: It was, it was the NBA was trying to – got to remember, the NBA put in about an eight-year span watered itself down so poorly between 1988 and 96 because it, it expanded eight teams, or six teams in eight years. That's a lot of expansion.
1: That is a lot. I can't believe that. That is uh, so much expansion. Um, but so they moved, and Tito called in and helped inform us a little bit that they wanted to go to Louisville. Their sights were set on Louisville. They had the press conference to generate a buzz, which was accomplished. Uh, but Louisville's plan was to renovate Freedom Hall. Memphis had FedEx come in, uh, use some of their FedEx money, and promised a new arena. Damn and really, FedEx. You, you, you can't. That's when you—they should have gotten a shipping war, and UPS comes in and says, "You know what, Louisville, we'll build you a new arena."
0: That would have been. Did UPS was UPS to have his hub in 2000 here? I don't remember how long it's been here. It I would was, think. I would think so. I think. The, I think it was built in the early 90s. So I'm. I'm I might be incorrect, but uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't remember if that that UPS hub was here in the early 2000s.
1: You could have gotten in a nice little sh- you know shipping war would
0: have
1: <laughs> it could have gotten ugly. You could have just seen uh, UPS and FedEx trucks on the road just going right at each other and uh, would have made for uh, maybe a more exciting time. And, and you know Louisville and Memphis had a nice little rivalry during this time too as college programs. Yep. Uh, so you <laughs> had all that going on at the same time. Uh, my question to you, Trevor, because you probably know you obviously know this better than yeah, me. This is
0: where the Kentucky fan blames Louisville and Patino for no NBA here. I know.
1: No, well, I, I, I don't blame Louisville fans for no NBA currently, uh, and I don't blame the University of Louisville for no NBA currently because it's not like the NBA is knocking on the door. But I, I, I don't. I think that if U of L and Louisville fans weren't as negative about the idea uh, the city could generate more of a buzz and maybe be when the NBA thinks about expansion, it'd be right there. But I, I think the NBA knows that there's a, a large chunk of fans in the city that don't want it, and those fans obviously being Louisville fans. So they they may be thinking, well, why don't we just go to a place that would be unified and wanting an NBA team 100% and not have to worry about people not wanting it. Uh, they, they'd want to place it as 100% support, and Louisville doesn't have that, and that is because of Louisville fans, and it is disappointing. Uh, and it's not all Louisville fans, but there are there are plenty of them, trust me. But I'm talking more more back when all this was going down, when Louisville was very close to landing an NBA team. And I've heard what Tito has said, too, that, that, that Freedom Hall was considered the Madison Square Garden of the South. They've had Final Fours here. They've had big games at Freedom Hall uh, since, you know, for forever, since it's been around one of the nicest arenas back in the day. What the hell happened, Trevor, where there was never really major renovations done?
0: Well, I wouldn't say well, – it depends what your definition of major renovations. There were renovations done a couple times to Freedom Hall, which made it bigger throughout the, uh, the 80s and I think the early 90s as well, where they kind of domed it down and, and – L- lowered the the uh, court and kind of dug into the ground and were able to you know put more seats in and so on and so forth. So there was renovations done, but I mean you got to think this is a stadium that was I mean built in the, what the fifties. I mean it's it's not like it's you know it's a lot of times it's just sometimes I don't want to say cheaper, but to get all the things, all the new amenities that you want in a stadium that you have in the newer stadiums, you it's just easier to build a new one, i.e. the Yum Center, than it is to just keep adding on to an old one. I love Freedom Hall. I wish they wouldn't. You know, I wish they would still be used in some way, but other than just for, you know, house show wrestling and occasional, you know, <laughs> high school basketball all-star game. But it is it is what it is. I, I am a traditionalist. I love hanging on to things like that. I love going in Freedom Hall and looking around, and seeing and just knowing the history that happened there, looking down at that court and knowing that at one point, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won a national championship on that court. You know, that there was – you know, Rick Pitino went to his first Final Four on that court in 1987 against Georgetown against and with Providence. You know, there's all kinds of great history, but I, I think that was, that was they just they just didn't want they knew that to get to the stadium they wanted a newer stadium at that time, especially in the early 2000s. It would just be probably not worth the money to put that much renovation money into it opposed to just building a new one.
1: Yeah, but my, my, what I'm trying to say, and, and I I loved Freedom Hall too. I, you know, that's kind of where I grew up going to games. Yep. Uh, I was fortunate enough for my grandma to have really good seats at those games. And it kind of sparked my interest in sports and maybe even my career into journalism and, you know, being right in the action and being able to kind of report what's going on because you, you're right there. You're able to see it.
0: Well, then I got to ask you a quick question. What the hell happened to you? Why'd you go to UK? I'm mean, not go to UK, the university, but become a UK fan.
1: Well, we've talked about this on the air. I, my, my, my dad was a Louisville fan growing up. My mom, a Kentucky fan, like I'm sure right. several divided households, uh, and people in Louisville have similar experiences, and uh, my mom won out. Uh, I suppose, like like women so often do.
0: Come on, uh, so, Dad, you could have fought harder.
1: But <laughs> I, I went. I I up until college, I had certainly been to more Louisville sporting events than Kentucky sporting events, and uh, Freedom Hall was kind of where you know I grew up, and like I said, it kind of sparked my interest in journalism and uh, doing doing what I do now. But ever since I can remember going into the late 90s until they moved in, what, 2010, 2011. It was always kind of the same, and it was always kind of a dump. I'm not saying they they needed to make drastic renovations. I mean, I guess they probably could have, and I agree with you where it's easier. It gets to a certain point when you're dealing with a, a, an arena that opened in 1956 that it's easier just to shut it down, start new, and not worry about it. But with the tradition that Freedom Hall had, if they just would have made enough changes throughout the process, they wouldn't have necessarily needed just one big renovation. Or even back in 2000, when this NBA stuff was happening, UofL could have made just one big renovation. It probably would, They'd probably still be playing in Freedom Hall now. It'd probably look really nice. And there's not one person, unless they are a liar, Trevor, that could tell you that the atmosphere at the Yum Center matches the atmosphere at Freedom Hall. It just doesn't.
0: And, and, of course, it, it's, there is no coincidence that around the same time renovations were, were dismissed and the, the process to build a new stadium was put into place, Or even though it took you know nine more years or so, but it's still it takes a long process to get that kind of money, uh, was the same time when Rick Petino joined, uh, joined the University of Louisville as their head coach, knowing he did not want to share Freedom Hall anymore. He, that's something I think that drove him insane was having to be second fiddle in his own arena. And that's one of the reasons, yes, why he does not still want to have an NBA team here in Louisville because he doesn't want to share the Yum Center. And, I, I, you know, as much as I want the NBA here, I, I kind of understand where Patino's coming from in this, this aspect. And I've said this, I've used this analogy before a couple of times. I don't know if I've said it with you before, but, you know, it's kind of like when you turn 16 and you're, you're sharing your car with your brother and then you finally get eighteen, and your brother moves away or something, and you get the car to yourself. But then a year later, your parents tell you, you have to share it with your little sister. You know, you don't, you don't want to go back to sharing something when you finally got it for yourself. And I think that's where Patino stands. And while it, it may rub a lot of people the wrong way, because it, it does help block the NBA from coming here, I, I do get where he's coming from in that aspect. Even though I would want an NBA team in the M Center.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it, just, it just wouldn't. I just don't think, and you can't convince me that it would drastically hurt O Athletics
0: program. Well, it's not; it wouldn't hurt. That's not what I think his problem is. It's not his problem of, of hurting Louisville Athletics. It's the problem of having to worry about sharing dates and times and having to worry about scheduling around an NBA schedule, which would have priority probably over Louisville and the Yum Center because there's you're talking about, I mean, while no, Louisville wasn't, I mean, Oh, yes, it off, would.
1: First off, Louisville doesn't play anybody in the out-of-conference anyways. <laughs> they, they don't play anybody in the out of conference, so who cares? And, and second, you're going to get the ACC games regardless. Those games are going to happen one way or the other. You don't get to control those. those uh, the only one Louisville ever plays is uh, in the Big Ten, SEC game, or the the ACC. Big Ten games; those are those would happen regardless. The scheduling thing, I'm not buying. Brun DMC wants you to know that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar never won a championship at Freedom Hall, although uh, Lou Alcindor did.
0: Ah, thank you. I was going to say they beat. I know they beat Purdue in the championship game in Freedom Hall, so I knew I was right. I apologize for uh, giving the wrong his later name.
1: We need to head to a commercial break. We'll talk more about this. Also need to talk about Calipari's comments today, give you guys a bit of a recruiting update. Show's flying by here on a on a cloudy Wednesday. But as Trevor said to me before the show started, it's always sunny on the Sports Talker here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. So stick around. Tips on the hips Gotta get a
2: tight grip, don't slip. Loose lips it's a trip. I love the way she licks the lips, see me jocking, put a little twist in the hips, cause I'm watching. Conversations on the phone to the breaker dome, now we all alone while the lights on. Turn them off, time to set it off. get your weapons
0: on. on. The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Alan Electric.
2: Where's your brother, dude?
0: We just stepped out of the shower, he'll be down in a minute.
2: Alright, l- listen, you guys can't go, did you just say we? What? Did you just say we just stepped out of the shower? I said he.
1: Right, okay. We're back here, 1450, the sports buzz. The Sports stalker with me, TJ Walker, is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentucky Anna's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call at 636-HELP for any electrical service. Allen Electric, will never leave you in the dark. And this is going to be a short segment uh, as we're coming up on the 5 o'clock hour. Captain Arctic tweets in says he's not buying any of that, Trevor, what you were spewing there in that last segment. Patino wants the town all to himself. And that's kind of what you said in terms of not wanting to share. But Patino doesn't want an NBA team here at all. And part of what Captain Arctic is saying is true. He wants to be the show in town. He wants to be the, the sheriff. He wants things to go his way. Uh, he doesn't want to compete with anybody else. He already gets he uh, he already hears it enough from UK fans and Louisville fans talking about Kentucky, and they're seventy miles away. Uh, if there is an NBA team here, he would he would take a backseat in a sense. Now, what I was saying before the break is that I don't think it would drastically impact Louisville. If Louisville was some new, up and not up and coming basketball program, but like a Connecticut that didn't have a ton of tradition before the '80s, uh, you know, even even Duke has a long, withstanding basketball tradition, but not a lot of national titles and a relatively small fan base. Louisville's got a nice, big fan base that travels well. It's thought to be one of a you know top five, top ten basketball program in the country. That's not going to change. Now, there, you might lose a, a bit on season tickets. Maybe you lose a little bit on sponsors, but nothing major because Louisville basketball is still Louisville basketball, Trevor. It's still the same thing that it, it was five years ago. Uh, you're still going to have a lot of fans. It will be the same thing in, in five years. It's not like the Yum Center which all of a sudden start to have just 12,000 people for Louisville home games. That would never be the case.
0: Listen, unless if the NBA team that comes here is successful, and hopefully it would be like a, a consistent playoff contender and, a, and an NBA championship contender, Louisville's going to get more people than the NBA team. If you bring an NBA team that, like, example, if Memphis had come here in 2000 when they did, and Memphis, uh, Grizzlies were not very good. They started turning around a little bit a couple years after they got to Memphis. Uh, Paul Gasol started coming through a little bit. They started getting a little better. They were an eighth seed. Still didn't win a playoff series for the first couple of years. Louisville would have had a more – will bring a, a more crowd. an On average, larger crowd than the NBA team gets. Louisville's not going to be hurt by an NBA team coming here. Louisville's not going to lose money in any way if Louisville, an NBA team would ever come here. I promise you.
1: I agree. So why do Louisville fans act like you're, you're threatening to take away their basketball program by bringing in an NBA team?
0: Uh, those guys are morons.
1: Thank you. I, I wish I could just get the audio clip of you of this conversation and send it to all my Louisville fans because they are technically, I like them, kind of, but they are kind of morons.
0: No, it's not. listen, I said why I think the NBA won't be here and why Patino doesn't want it here. He doesn't want to share it. No, he doesn't want to share the arena, not the city, in my opinion. And I get to why he doesn't want to do it as much as I want an NBA team here, but an NBA team coming here is not going to take money away from Louisville whatsoever. Not one dime.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could a little bit. You know, you'd know, you have some people having to decide if they wanted to get season tickets to the NBA team, which are incredibly expensive, or UofL, and the majority are going to keep their Louisville season tickets. But you might have some people decide, eh, I'm not going to get my season tickets, I'll go to some games, but I, I also might go to some NBA games. You might have some uh, sponsors. Okay, where- that,
0: that person drops season tickets. Guess what? The guy that was waiting for season tickets just picked him up.
1: Louisville doesn't have a waiting list for season tickets. Someone,
0: center. someone, they, well, they don't have a problem selling out season tickets. They don't have a problem selling out the. Yeah, young because
1: they, they start doing those Groupon deals and they're oh, buying no. half of the season, get the second half for this price, and something they're, like they're
0: going to do when the NBA gets here. Same thing.
1: Why? The, I mean, but I, my my point is, Louisville would lose a little bit, but it wouldn't be anything. We're 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 splitting hairs. Here. We are. It, it wouldn't be anything significant or really noticeable from Louisville. It might be minor, uh, and Louisville fans need to remember that. And not try to fight it. it, it it's it, they're really kind of just following a Patino's footsteps of wanting to be the biggest show in town, which I, I don't understand. It's the NBA. I mean, how can you not watch these NBA playoffs? How could you not watch last night's Western Conference Finals Game One and not say I want this? And, and that that game's being played in Oakland, and I know Oakland's a, a much bigger city than Louisville, and and San Francisco's right there, but it's still a small market for the most part. Not people don't when they think of the NBA, they don't think of Golden State, Trevor. And that atmosphere was crazy. It was fun. They've got a great team. There's no reason that can't happen in Louisville. And it really kind of bums me out that you've got maybe 30 or 40% of this city trying to fight it.
0: The the West Coast loves the NBA, by the way. I I, I have Captain Artic and maybe tell me the Phoenix is different. But when you look for teams like Sacramento, Oakland, even when Portland or when Seattle was bad, they always sold out. They love the NBA on the West Coast. That's their favorite thing, I think, on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, and it's I, I can't blame them. I mean, the NBA's
0: fun, but, and especially when you're you right. Oakland is, despite not a nice city, is a very small market in the in the eyes of the NBA. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, uh, and uh, NBA goes season long, especially when you've got UK and U of L. Who Kentucky, obviously, a little bit more the Louisville, but feeding players into the league, even if you don't have a ton of season ticket holders. Guess what? Anthony Davis coming to town on Wednesday night. Uh, 7,000 U.K. fans are going to make sure they get to the Yum Center to check out Anthony Davis and, and wish him back. And we're not too far away from the NBA having a Kentucky player almost on all their teams. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever actually see the day where you have 30 Kentucky players on 30 different NBA teams uh, because some team up and, and this and that, so it's probably unlikely. But Kentucky fans would love to, even if they don't buy season tickets, oh, their favorite U.K. players in town? Well, hell yeah, they're going to they're gonna pony up an extra eighty bucks and go check him out. and There's no doubt about that. So uh we need to head to a commercial break. You could say
0: we- Louisville they might be our favorite Louisville player on the team too, you know.
1: I know. And I'm not saying that Louisville doesn't send anybody the pros. They do. And, and it's only gonna probably get better, especially after this uh this draft class. You're gonna have Terry Rogier, Montrose Harrell on NBA teams and uh, I'm sure you know Donovan Mitchell's probably an NBA player. Damian Lee could potentially be an NBA player, maybe Trey Lewis. We'll have to see. But I, I know Louisville's going to have guys in the NBA as well. So uh, we'll talk more about this after the break. Stick around here in on 1450, the sports buzz. We've got a nice big final segment planned, and and you're going to want to stick around for it. The track, it's your eardrum like a slug to your chest Like a vest for your Jimmy in
0: the city of sex We in that sunshine state where the bomb hams him be The state where you never find a dance floor empty And pill speed on a mission for them greens Leave me money making machines serving fiends I in the-
2: Donovan McNabb. Hey, guys. I'm Donovan McNabb, Uh, I play quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm here to tell you that you can, too, if you start every day with a hearty breakfast from McDonald's, Uh, like the new sausage egg McGriddle value meal, available now for a limited time for under $5. Uh, Remember, guys, real champs, eat at McDonald's. I'm loving it. Uh, Can I get the check?
0: Now, back to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker.
2: Uh, that was not Donovan that McNabb. That was not Donovan McNabb. Yes, it was. It was like a McDonald's <laughs> plug. Was that the guy from the Cosby
1: Show? Was that the guy from the Cosby Show? That was the guy from the Cosby That was the guy Yeah, he was
2: married to Simon. Alvin! Alvin! They had Raven Samoa. That's so raven. not the guy from. You know what? Oh
0: Presented by Allen Electric.
1: That is a fantastic clip from Always Sunny.
0: Always, one of my personal favorites.
1: Donovan McNabb on that show also plays Tiger Woods.
0: Does he really? I don't remember that.
1: (laughs) There's an episode where I I think D is promised like a night with Tiger Woods or something along those lines, uh, and it ends up being that guy just wearing a red shirt.
0: I love how he just pulls up in like a like a gremlin. And at the end of that clip, I don't know if you can hear it after he says, you know, that I'm loving it. He looks at the, uh, the guy, he's like, can I get my check now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Yeah, that, that's that's when they're trying out to be on the Eagles. Yeah. And the guy and,
0: with the cape gets up and starts clapping after he gives his speech, and everybody's clapping.
1: <laughs> and it, it doesn't even look anything like Donovan no. McNabb, which cracks me up. And, and speaking of the Eagles, I was trying to find a way to w- when to use this fun fact that, that Brun DMC sent in earlier today, but uh, said that the Steelers and Eagles had temporary merger in 1943 and became the Steagles. That's correct. But the teams were forced to merge because both had lost uh, many players to military service in World War II. I had also I had heard that, too. Uh, another fun fact from Br- Brun DMC is the black and gold colors on New Orleans Saints are to represent the oil, black, and gold industry in the Gulf Coast. Hmm. I did not know that. I did not know that one. So, I do know
0: the Steelers are the only team in the NFL with a logo on only one side of their helmet.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty obvious, Trevor. Well, Thank how, you.
0: How about uh, the New York Mets uh, wear orange, blue, and pinstripes in honor of the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the uh, Giants, who all were at part of New York? I did not know that. That's interesting. When they became an expansion team, they took the uh, pinstripes from the Yankees, the uh, obviously the orange from the Giants, and the blue from the Dodgers.
1: Ah, that's a fun fact. There you go, see? I, I had not known that. I, also, I, I saw, I think, from Brun DMC on Twitter today that Chicago Bears C the C's don't equal, they don't go as far for one, for, for the top C and the bottom C don't match up.
0: I don't get that one, huh? <laughs>
1: the, the, where, the, where the, if you're looking at the Chicago C, yeah. Bears, where the top C kind of curls down, where that finishes is, isn't equal to where the bottom see when it comes up. Oh, it's it's, not, they they're not equal to one another.
0: One's longer than the other is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, I never noticed that.
1: And now once you see it, you won't be able to not not ever you'll notice it every time.
0: I'm sure that's one of the reasons why you hate the Bears, right? You can't
1: unsee it. I uh, I hadn't I don't really hate I don't really hate the Bears.
0: Wait, you you're a Packer fan.
1: I'm not really good at this rivalry thing. I don't you really are. Do, I I'm I am a Green Bay fan. I don't really hate the Bears. I grew up a UK fan. I don't necessarily really hate Louisville all that much. I'm a Boston fan. I don't really hate the Yankees.
0: Do you hate the the Vikings? You have to at least hate the Vikings.
1: I I, I don't like the Vikings more than I dislike the Bears because the Vikings always challenged Green Bay during the Brett Favre days. Uh, And and some days were in some years were just flat out better. And then Brett Favre went to the Vikings. So I I don't really like the Vikings. They're probably my uh, least favorite NFL team. I know I said earlier that I didn't hate that. I don't hate Minnesota. I don't hate Minnesota. I just don't really like the Vikings. Um, I don't like the Lions either all that much. Uh, The Bears are probably my most likable team in the
0: division. That's weird. You would think it'd be the Lions. I mean, I I can get that a little bit. I despise the Cowboys. I, I hate the Cowboys. Uh, I can say that with all passion. Uh, I don't despise or hate the Giants and Redskins, though. I don't like them, but I guess I kind of get what you're saying. I, I don't like them, but I don't hate them like I do the Cowboys. But I don't root for them in any way whatsoever. Never would, never will.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not saying I root for any of these teams. I, I, I definitely don't root for them. I, I dislike the Rays more than I dislike
0: the Yankees. <laughs> do you hate Toronto? Do you hate my Blue Jays, too? Uh eh. Eh, no, I, I don't Since like... Since you've been born, they've been irrelevant, so I guess you wouldn't care. I don't
1: like the Blue Jays. I, I don't like the Orioles either, but I probably dislike the Yankees more than them, but it's pretty much the same. I, I, I really don't like the Rays. It's the, Rays it's the Rays think they're so cute, and, and uh, I hated them when they had their little run, which I guess has finally come to an end, but they, they were just cocky, and then they'd only bring like 12,000 fans to their playoff games, which... That's not an exact number. It was probably more than that, but they wouldn't even sell out their playoff games. And it was, if you can't sell out a playoff game, you shouldn't have a baseball team.
0: Well, then Atlanta might not ever have a sporting sporting franchise in their city ever again. That's weird, though. You being a Red Sox fan, don't hate the Yankees. Me being a Blue Jays fan, I hate the Yankees. I don't. I don't mind the Red Sox. Been to a Red Sox game. Don't mind the the Rays because, with the exception of the little stint you mentioned, they were awful before that. Of course, they were an expansion team and have not been great since. And I've never really minded the Orioles, especially being friends with John Renshaw, who loves the Orioles as much as he does. I don't I don't despise them. And apparently with that we have a little hiccup with uh with TJ. this is what happens when you admit that you do not hate a team you're supposed to hate? We'll try to get TJ back on in a second. And to try to explain this, how he can just suddenly be a Red Sox fan? I've never met a Red Sox fan that doesn't hate the Yankees, though. That does kind of baffle me a little bit to a degree. As we try to hunt TJ back down, we'll t- actually we'll take a quick, 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 quick break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the show. Talk, get TJ back on. We'll talk a little bit more about Calipari, his comments that he just mentioned and referred to, and a little bit more of NBA talk. We come back on the Sports Talker, fourteen fifty, the Sports Buzz.